Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. As I was sitting here coming up with the topic for today's show, I actually was thinking, how have I never done a show about running? Have I never done a show about getting started with running? And what prompted me to think about this is I have um, several clients right now who I've written running plans for, and I have dozens of others who are wanting to get started with running. And running is one of those really tricky, tricky things. You either love it or you hate it. Um, it's, it's, it's truly um, one or the other. And um, if you are somebody that loves it, um, even that um, comes with a love-hate relationship. Um, Die-hard lovers still hate it. <laughs> it comes, uh, it comes uh, uh, with the wayside of, of getting there and getting warmed up in order to truly, truly love it. And you've all heard the term runner's high. Um, and before I was a runner, I, I never understood it. And those of you that aren't runners, I know don't understand it. But I, I finally have defined um, what it takes to feel that high and, and why non-runners don't feel it. And so I'm going to talk about that a little bit later today. Um, so so um, what I wanted to talk about today is, is how to get started. Um, a lot of people want to uh, enjoy the running. A lot of people want to get into running. Um, but it's not like uh, any other sport where you can just, you know, pick up a tennis racket and just start playing. If you can't run because it's too difficult, you can't run. <laughs> um, it's, it's not uh, something that you could decide you want to do if you physically can't do it. Um, and so there's a lot of misconceptions about running. Um, and I've, I've discovered these over the years. So first, I want to kind of talk about how I started running. Um, first off, I, I wanted to be a runner. Uh, my entire life, I wanted to be a runner. I would see people running and envy that. Um, and I tried so many times to become one and unsuccessfully would end up getting frustrated and uh, not not getting very far. Uh, in fact, I, I vividly remember uh, starting up many times, dozens of times where I would get the running shoes out and water bottle and, and radio back in the day, you know, we had only the radio, um, and head out for a run. And I would make it out a good five minutes before gasping for air, deciding that it was horrific, painful, and and quite frankly, something I, I did not want to torture myself with. So I would turn around um, and make my way back home only to not try it again for several months. Um, so, so what changed that? Um, and those of you that are runners may have experienced that same thing. Um, what caused me to uh, like 
the feeling of running. Um, and uh, as I coach people, um, I, I have a clear cut definition. Um, Non-runners uh, who try to run usually try to run too fast initially. And so if you go out for a run and you are going to do it just like I was going to do it all those dozens of times, you typically start out by running too fast. We're conditioned to run as if we are running to the car to get something or, you know, running from something. Um, we aren't conditioned physically to run that fast. Um, that takes time to learn. So that's your first mistake if you're somebody that's wanting to learn how to run. Um, you have to slow it down by a lot. Um, and so when I take people out for the first time running, uh, the first thing we, we head out for the run and they are just way down the street. And here I am, um, this, this, you know, diehard runner and they're, they're blowing me away. So, so that tells you that, uh, starting out too fast is the, the biggest and first problem. Um, so, so running may seem so simple, but preparing to start uh, this routine uh, sounds so silly, but you have to learn the basics. And the very first piece of advice is that um, you need to slow it down. Um, the other piece of advice I have is you need to figure out your gear options. Uh, so often people will start running with a pair of tennis shoes that they have sit in the garage that are not appropriate for running. And I'm not suggesting going out and buying the most expensive pair of running shoes until you are um, acclimated to running until you decide you love it. But oftentimes people will attempt to go running with shoes that are not made for running. So clearly your feet are gonna hurt. Clearly it's gonna be uncomfortable. Clearly you're going to hate it. Um, and so, so keep that in mind as you are uh, attempting that first run. And I'm gonna talk about shoes and gear a little bit later. Um, also, don't make your first attempt in the worst possible conditions. So don't make your first attempt when it's 95 degrees out. Um, don't make your first attempt when you are uh, already not feeling great. You wanna make your first attempt when you are in an optimal um, situation. Uh, do it when you're feeling great. Do it when you are um, hydrated. Do it when you are uh, in optimal conditions. Uh, just like anything else, uh, this journey will be a good one if you set yourself up for success. So there's a lot of benefits to running and uh, people that do it enjoy it because of the physical benefits, the social benefits, and of course the mental benefits that it brings. Running is literally one of the most effective ways to burn calories and build cardiovascular endurance. It helps increase your mental toughness. And if you run outdoors, you will benefit from the exposure of nature, which can reduce stress, relieve anxiety, boost your mood, and provide other health benefits. And this is all according to research. Um, running also has a low bar of entry, um, which means you don't need any fancy equipment. Of course, if my husband were listening to the show, he would be laughing hysterically right now because you could get into some pretty um, 
sassy equipment with the watches that are available and the shoes that are available and the hydrating vests that are available. But the bottom line is you could do it from anywhere. And the activity um, is is really uh, something that spans in all ages. It's never too late to start running. And you can do it at any age. You can have your kids do it. You can have your grandkids do it. And many people who have taken up the sport can do it well into their 50s, 60s, and even 70s. So your goal is to get yourself motivated. First things first, let's start you out with a plan. So the first thing you need to do is come up with the ideal environment, just like I talked about. You don't want to come up with uh, a running plan where it is too hot, too cold, you need it to be just right. And also, you want to keep it regular. Um, There is nobody that I know that has successfully enjoyed running who has only tried it once. Um, If you're listening, listen clearly. This next piece of advice is very important. The magic number is four. Okay, the first run, you're going to go out and you're going to hate it. Um, You're going to do it and you're going to you're going to hate every minute. But then when you're done with that run, you're going to go, hmm, all right, that wasn't so bad. Um, But you're not going to want to do it a second time. Uh, get out there that second time. Uh, you're going to have the same feelings that second time. You're gonna, you're, you're not going to love it while you're doing it. Your breathing's going to be off. Your body is going to feel funny. Um, you might feel a little sore, and that's why you shouldn't do it two days in a row. Give yourself a couple days in between. It typically takes your body about 36 hours um, to alleviate that soreness, especially in your shins. Um, you're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. Space it out about three or four days, um, and then give it a try number two. Um, After two, um, give it a try number three. At this point, a lot of people throw in the towel and they say, this is just not for me. Um, But that magic number is four. Um, On the fourth try, you you are understanding um, what's involved. You're not as afraid of it anymore. Um, it's, it's, It's common to you, it's common to your body. The soreness is, is gone now. The, the muscles have acclimated to the shock and the pounding of the payment. Um, you've learned to breathe better. Um, five minutes doesn't seem as long. Um, and you're going to enjoy it. Um, it's going to also become routine. Um, you're creating neuropathways to make this activity a habit. Um, and certainly you should reward yourself. And I don't mean reward yourself with a cookie or an ice cream cone. I mean reward yourself with feeling good. Reward yourself with telling friends. Reward yourself with with maybe then going out and investing in a pair of, of running shoes. And, and if you do that, um, go to a running store. Um, this is probably the top question that I am asked as a runner. What kind of shoes do I wear? Um, Well, over the years, I've changed the type of shoes uh, thousands of times. And to to answer your question, the type of running shoe um, that I wear is is like asking me what type of of prescription glasses do I wear? Um, Those are suited for me. 
And those have changed over the years as my eyes have changed. Um, my feet have changed uh, as, as I've aged. And the only way to know the right type of shoe for you is to go to a running store and have a professional look at your gait, look and see how your feet uh, pronate um, and and invest in a decent pair of shoes. Um, and when I tell you a decent pair of shoes, you're, you're looking at about $100 to $150. Um, piece of advice is if you like a pair of shoes, um, you can always go online and purchase last year's model uh, for probably half the price. Um, shoes come in model numbers, just like cars do. So you can ask your local running store what last year's model was and see if they have a pair on clearance and save yourself some money before you get yourself um, in too deep with a pair of shoes that you don't like. And also be known that um, there is a difference in the quality of the inside of shoes that you find at running stores um, uh, as opposed to shoes that you find at department stores such as Kohl's and Famous Footwear. Um, the model of the shoe might look the same, but the insides, the guts of the shoes are different and you will definitely feel that difference um, when you are out running in those shoes. All right, so what types of, of runs are there? Well, there's road running, there's treadmill running, there's racing, there's trail running, there's track running, there's all different types of running. Um, and if you are somebody that wants to take up running, I would tell you to play around with all the different types of, of avenues. You might be somebody that does not like running on the treadmill. Um, and I just heard everybody clap. <laughs> uh, no one really likes running on the treadmill. Um, and if that's the only thing you've ever done, then you might not ever love running. So, so try running outside. Try running on the road. Um, you might enjoy it better. Um, if you're somebody that lives near a track, hop on the track. Maybe you'll enjoy running on the track. The, uh, the track has a different surface. It feels different on your feet and it will help you uh, measure your distance also. Um, and uh, certainly if you haven't tried any of these, uh, try trail running. Um, and that has been my, my favorite. Trail running uh, has uh, beautiful scenery, it's peaceful surroundings, um, and there are many, many trail options around. Um, it takes the place of hiking. And also, uh, if you are somebody that likes trails, uh, there is nothing wrong with uh, incorporating a hike along with a run, which takes me to my next big piece. So before I get to that, uh, if you are listening and just joining, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I'm talking about how to get started with running. Um, one of the biggest misconceptions about running that I have found from not runners is people think to be a runner that you have to start out by running exclusively. Um, your body, your cardiovascular system, um, your respiratory system is not going to be able to do that right out of the gate. You have to start slow and you have to start by incorporating walking. Um, the best way to get yourself up in mileage and distance and time is to interject spurts of walking. Uh, nobody could just pop up one day and kick out 
10 miles. Um, the first time I ran, I think I, I completed maybe five minutes. And and a lot of people will start that way. I have clients that I start out with running one minute. Um, so an example of this would be run one minute, walk one minute, run two minutes, walk one minute, run two minutes, walk one minute. Um, because what this does is it allows your heart rate to come down. Um, it allows you to catch your breath. It allows you to recover. Um, and then when you start running again, uh, that is your cardiovascular system. It is your respiratory system. It is your breathing, all getting acclimated again to that running. And uh, each and every time you run, uh, those systems will get stronger at it. And each and every time you run, you'll be able to increase the amount of time and the duration that you're that you're doing that. Um, so once you build yourself up to the point where you can successfully run for about 10 minutes straight without needing to stop, um, at that point, you're looking at about a mile, um, which is a huge milestone. Um, and so, so my advice then would be to run for a mile, stop, walk for a minute, run for a mile, stop, walk for two minutes. Um, there's really no wrong way to do this. Um, in fact, there are some techniques in the marathon world, um, one of, of which uh, done by uh, somebody by the name of Jeff Galloway uh, developed a running technique where you actually run and walk um, at an interval. And now a lot of the uh, running watches, the lo running gear, um, have it built into their devices where you can program the watch to beep um, to remind you to run uh, when it's time to run and walk when it's time to walk. And I've actually paced people in marathons where we have run for seven minutes and walked for three the entire time. Uh, and there's this huge hang up that people have about that as if it's cheating, as if it's not truly running. Um, and I'm here to tell you that it is. Uh, in fact, there are uh, professional runners who have broken um, uh three-hour marathons, which is extremely fast by doing the Galloway method. Um, these, these people are elite runners that were unable to break um, a marathon at this extreme pace that switched to this Galloway method and were able to actually shave off time because of, of what it provides to your system. It gives you that time to break and it enables you to run faster during those, those running times. But one thing that you should keep in mind if this is a practice that you're gonna incorporate is um, your muscles do need to get used to that because if you're somebody that just runs, um, stopping uh, in between of the running does create the shock for your muscles. So if you train that way, your body will get used to that. Um, and, and somebody that does trails, uh, do trail runs, um, we stop a lot. There's a lot of terrain that you can't run on. There's a lot of, of hills and there's a lot of branches that you you have to stop and walk on. So the misconception of, of, of runners only run is very, very false. Um, runners do stop and walk. Um, and, and yes, I have run many of my marathons without uh, stopping at all. 
Um, but there are many, many, uh, especially the longer ones, um, where where you do stop and you do take a little bit of a break. So big, big, big help. Slow and steady. Stop and walk. Perfect environment, weather-wise, and that gear is so important. Um, so since we're talking about gear, I do want to talk about socks. Um, you would think that socks would not be such an important thing, but it is a game changer. Um, if you are just wearing your regular socks and they're cotton, thick cotton socks, a couple of things happen. Um, when you run, uh, when you exercise, your feet do swell. Uh, blood is going to rush down to your your feet and your feet are going to swell, especially if it's hot. Um, so it is suggested if you are buying running shoes, and anybody will tell you this at a running store, that you purchase the shoes one size bigger than your typical shoe size. Uh, I had a really hard time with this concept uh, back in my earlier running years, and I lost toenails left and right. Um, your feet swell, and when you run, um, the the front of your foot is pounding on that shoe. So you want to have a little bit of room. Uh, secondly, uh, the socks. Uh, typically, running socks, and there's all types of running socks out there, and you can Google them or you can go to a running store or actually um, any kind of athletic store. Um, they are fitted more. Um, they, they have zone-specific compression where you need it most for superior fit and support. Also, uh, the material that they're made out of will help prevent uh, that sweating that can occur with your feet. And interestingly, um, there's seamless toes in these socks um, because obviously all of that pounding um, is going to cause irritation uh, in the toe seam. So who knew, right? Um, and what cracks me up also, if you own a pair of running socks is that they're labeled left foot, right foot. Um, and I ironically always have them on the wrong foot because I don't ever pay attention. I don't think that necessarily matters. Um, all right. So the other thing, stay safe. Um, if you are running outside and you are listening to music, um, be sure that you are not listening to music so loud that you can't hear um, your surroundings. Always do warm-ups before you start. Um, my, my suggestion is to just walk for five minutes, uh, do some easy stretching, and uh, get yourself to that point where your body feels warm. Uh, but the biggest thing that you want to remember is that runner's high, and I do want to talk about this, um, the warm-up. Um, when you are not warm and you start running, any runner will tell you this, we don't like running until we get to that probably half hour point. Uh, Non-runners don't get to that half hour point. You don't ever get there because you, you usually stop before that 30 minutes. So this is my analogy. When you go into a pool um, and you sit in that pool and it's cold, you want to get out. Your body's not acclimated. You just want to get out. Um, but when you stay in that pool, your body adjusts to that colder water. Um, whether it's a lake, a pool, whatever. Um, and then suddenly you want to stay in there and it feels so good and you don't want to get out. Uh, and if you do get out, it feels really cold and awkward and you want to just get back in. Um, that that amazing feeling of that pool water um, is, is what a runner's high is like. 
um, it, it's kind of a, a abstract thought, but runners, when we start running, we don't like that feeling either. But once we get to that half hour point, our bodies are warmed up. Our, our breathing's in rhythm. Our bodies and ligaments and muscles are warm. We're in sync. And we feel like we are in that warm, cozy, comfortable water. And we don't want to stop. And uh, the real crazy runners like me could stay in there all day long. And that's, that's how we do it. Uh, we become uh, in this, this rhythm. And that is the runner's high. Um, and if you run three miles, you can run five. It's not a matter of breathing. It's not a matter of, of your heart rate. It's a matter of how your body gets used to that impact, the impact of the ground. And that is where I said the, uh, the gear is important. Um, that is where I said the conditions are important. Of course, there's a lot more to it. There's nutrition that's important. There's hydration that's important. But once you get to that 30-minute point and you are understanding that breathing and you are in sync with your body and your heart rate and you kind of go into that zone, um, I'm here to tell you that uh, three miles can be five, five turns to seven, uh, and this is how the progression begins. Uh, marathon runners tack two miles on every other week until you get to that point of, of completing a full marathon. Um, but with that all being said, it all has to be done slowly, and it has to be done with walking incorporated. So certainly try it, and certainly try to love it, because I sure do. Enjoy your day. <laughs> Talking here and now It's not about what you've done It's about what you 